0: Good morning and happy Wednesday. We are back with the Bible Reading Plan Podcast. My name is Brendan. I'm here with Jeff and Christy Lothamer. If you haven't listened to the last couple days of podcasts, Monday and Tuesday, then uh, I encourage you to go back because uh, Jeff and Christy have a chance to introduce themselves and describe kind of what they're doing in ministry a little bit. And uh, we also kind of started a conversation about uh, reconciliation about unity, about um, salvation, about kingdom, authority, power, all that stuff. And we're going to pick up on some of those things today with uh, Isaiah 56, verses 1, and then 6
1: through 8. So, Jeff, would you mind reading that passage for us? Yeah. This is what the Lord says. Be just and fair to all. Do what is right and good. For I am coming soon to rescue you and and to display my righteousness among you. I will also bless the foreigners, who commit themselves to the Lord, who serve Him and love His name, who worship Him and do not des- desecrate the Sabbath day of rest, and who hold fast to My covenant. I will bring them to My holy mountain of Jerusalem, and will fill them with my with joy in My house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices, build, because My temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, for the Sovereign Lord, who brings back the outcasts of Israel says I will be, bring others to besides my people Israel
0: hmm. thanks Jeff
1: all right what do you guys hear in this passage
2: <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> yeah I I get stuck on the right and the righteousness So I just have a lot of questions. I think it's, um, yeah, it's like, do we want to talk about this? We we hinted in this in the other podcast, but I don't know. There's something we're sensing. Like when you go away and come back, you have fresh eyes, right? Mm -hmm. So just seeing how so many people are fighting to be right. And I'm asking, is that kingdom, Lord? I don't, yeah, I'm trying to put that... Right in my own thinking. I Mm -hmm. I don't have answers. I just have questions. So when I hear God saying, do what is right and good, I'm coming soon to rescue you and display my righteousness among you. I'm asking, what does that look like to do what is right? Mm -hmm.
0: For those of you who haven't watched or listened to the other podcasts, we are sitting in a room with a grandfather clock. So that was (laughs) a 15-minute time we, talk, we We decided to and meet in here because we're like, oh, be nice and quiet in this room because there won't be birds chirping in the background.
2: We <laughs> forgot about the clock. Got
0: a little, big old mill now. Uh,
2: yes, yes.
0: But Christy, what you're saying is 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 awesome. You're do is right, and um, right now there seems to be at least in America. You're coming back into the milieu so to speak, Mm -hmm. of um, what's going on in America right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opinions about what's right to do and what's not right to do. And um, as a Christian, it's easy to be caught up in that Mm -hmm. and and to think that what our society labels as right and wrong or what our political party labels as right and Mm -hmm. wrong or whatever Mm -hmm. is also what God labels as right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And for us to um, divorce ourselves from our marriage to the uh the culture that we live in Mm -hmm. and to go okay actually god determines that Mm -hmm. um, and what does god say is righteousness Mm -hmm. what does god have to say about those kinds of things Mm -hmm. what does god have to say about justice so
1: yeah it'd be interesting like what is his righteousness that he's going to display is it going to be the same righteousness that we think mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah or is it is it something you know are we going to be surprised by what that display looks like i'm guessing we will be
2: surprised yeah
1: Probably a bit, all of us. It doesn't matter where we live. Uh (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely
2: struck that it says do what is right and good, not fight for what is right and good. I don't think fighting is kingdom. Uh Um, So I'm trying to, I think it causes me to ask, like, yeah, what is that kingdom rightness that I'm meant to be Mm -hmm. leading out by example?
1: Yeah. It reminds me of scriptures, like, in the context, you know, understanding the, the context in which you live. And how we're to live in such a way that we do good works mm-hmm. and others see those good works and not glorify our father. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, you know, there's a the prophetic word in Jeremiah. I'm reminding that for, you know, the, the people were in exile. They were no longer the, uh, the, the intellect or the worldly wise. The world didn't look at them as like you got everything's revolving around mm-hmm. the temple anymore. You're now in a foreign culture that worships foreign gods and you're nothing. You're slaves. You're exiled, and he said, "Probably what really surprised them." Jeremiah said, "From God, live in such a way as to bring prosperity to this land. If if your neighbors or this country prospers, you will prosper." Mm-hmm. And you know, those are the things that I think come to mind when I think, "Do what is right and good." Yeah, you know, com- you know, a phrase in business we often use is "common good," mm-hmm. working for the common good of, of mm-hmm. our communities. Um, Yeah, just that one. Is there something that common good can be connected to? Right and good.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. I love that. I mean, it
0: um, also reminds me of uh, Jesus, you know, who cautions against the righteousness of the Pharisees. You know, Mm -hmm. he says like, "Beware the yeast of the Pharisees," like they're going to lead you astray. Mm -hmm. And how sometimes even quote unquote religious people can be people who cause divisions and unrighteousness and it's, it's not, we don't follow leaders of the church. We follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and, and then what you're saying about exile, I love that of redefining justice and righteousness in the context of exile and going like, we have to be aware to look out for needs that are not necessarily going to sow right back into ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we need to be able to be, uh, people who see, the suffering and pain hurt of other people who seek the prosperity of our city, not just ourselves, and work for the good of those around us. Love our neighbor, Jesus mm-hmm. said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that. Um, the other thing I was I was pulling out of this is um, foreigners, mm-hmm.
1: and the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord. Which maybe made me think of maybe that's where I got Jeremiah the The exiles, the foreigners, you know. The
0: exiles are the foreigners who are brought into the Babylon, right? Like, which kind of reversal a little bit of this. Mm -hmm. This is saying like the Babylonians who then now come or the brothers from, you know, who sold you in slavery now come and they get welcomed back in, Mm -hmm. yeah, into the kingdom, literally. Um, And, you know, yesterday we read, um, you know, Psalm 133 about kindred dwelling together and unity you know bridging these divides Mm. but I was also uh, drawn to that because um, you guys became foreigners Um, Mm. you guys were sent over to England and maybe it doesn't feel like you're foreigners so much anymore Mm. but what was it like for you guys going into a foreign place and being received or not you know what I mean like were you did you experience this that um, you know God says, I will bring them to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. That's what he says about people who love the Lord and who are foreigners. You know, so f- from, yeah. from your perspective, being foreigners and, and uh, going over to a new place, what was your level of reception or experience of of this passage?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I do love the fact there's holy mountain again. There was, uh-huh, yeah, uh, we're seeing something. Zion, yeah. yeah, something's coming uh, as a theme. But um yeah, it, you know, for a number of years, number of years, I think it was it. I know personally, I always felt like I, this isn't my home. I don't quite fit here. Like it, there never I think there was there would be um, periods of time on end where I just never had that. That piece of feeling like I belong here. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I didn't and I always had to be and some of it was in conversations, uh, constantly having to talk about being an American or just the fact that that was acknowledged oh, you're an American. Where are you from? and constantly feeling like you're you're on holiday, you know but you're mm-hmm. but it's not a holiday because you're actually <laughs> mm-hmm. you're just constantly meeting new people and and then they realizing you're different and acknowledging you're different mm-hmm. and then, Finding out consistently that I thought I said this, but I it wasn't heard as this. You're having to translate yourself. Yeah, longer. and so you're constantly thinking and and just like, what am I saying and how do I say this and how am I going to be presented here and and there was just just this constant anxiety. Mm-hmm. Is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. Early day, maybe the first couple of first few months is the honeymoon period. You know, where you're just okay. kind of like they call it a. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, kind of moment.
2: Unconscious bliss. Yeah,
1: unconscious incompetence. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as you become conscious of your incompetence, it's like, oh, and oh, you mm-hmm. stay in that space for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a foreigner, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah realizing the the
0: uh, the hurdles you have to overcome in order to actually get that sense of belonging that you
1: yeah. going for. Mm-hmm. So I think what's cool here is I mean, even the phrase of I will bring them to my holy mountain is such it's starting to pop as a bit of a that's an amazing promise because what we what we learned earlier in the week in our discussions on these scriptures was that's a place of unity, that's a place of joy, that's a place of blessing, that's a place of belonging, yeah. uh, the 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 dew, you know, just washing like whatever that
2: I don't know. Yeah, the beard
1: of Aaron. I got a beard, but I don't He'd pour oil over it. Um, <laughs> maybe that would be refreshing maybe i should try to do that um, but no there's something about that that's such an amazing promise for a foreigner to be taken into a place like that included yeah yeah So. Awesome. how many
0: for
2: you christine I'm, I'm um i'm thinking about like that holy mountain like if you're a holy mountain dweller you're one who's found your covenant identity with god so you Belong with him. I'm, um, if I can call it like an alternative nationality, uh-huh. like
0: yeah. new citizenship.
2: Yeah, because yeah. I definitely um, still, when we meet people, if they haven't known us yet, the first thing they see us is American. And that's the identity they put on us. And um, like I remember early days, I baked, someone got sick or something. And so I baked a meal and took it over. And one of the ladies I was discipling said, do you do that because that's an American thing to do Mm -hmm. or a thing that we do as Jesus followers? And like, it's just really telling that we had that extra hurdle of, are you doing this because you're different because you're a foreigner? And and I think the thing we've really landed on is we aren't American. We aren't British. We are kingdom dwellers. We're Mm -hmm. like, we have a whole nother, um, identity that we take on. Um, and, and then saying to people, like, that's where we can meet in the middle. That's where it doesn't matter what nation you're from. God's making a new people. Yeah. And he's putting a new identity on us. And
1: mm-hmm. Kind of in that same yeah. vein, though. This, I just had this thought. Like, what if once we can get over ourselves as foreigners, I think, I think we need to start looking at people that are outside of the church, that are far from God as mm-hmm. foreigners. Yeah. yeah. It'll change everything about how you approach them like and how you bring them in. We're trying we're trying to be instruments of God to bring them to this holy mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's a foreign place and it's an anxious place for many people who have the what they're going to face from family and society and the, the challenges at least at least in our context mm-hmm. is it is it is a different thing and let alone just the anxiety of coming into a group of people that are Jesus followers what is that and what that's going to be like and um
0: yeah I I think we should be there's something necessarily a little bit uncomfortable about being citizens of the kingdom of God right you're Mm -hmm. never truly at home Mm -hmm. and if we do feel truly at home we're probably off Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. because no matter how you slice it you're going to have to deal with that as a follower of Jesus either you know you are welcoming people of different nationalities of people who are actually foreigners who are different mm-hmm. than you. And you're looking at more of the, the worldly divisions or you're a king, you know, a citizen of the kingdom of God. And now you're charged with welcoming people who are, who are not part of the kingdom of God up into the holy mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a kingdom culture that, that is not the same divisions as the divisions we normally associate ourselves with. Mm-hmm. And I think, we're we're called to the uh, discomfort. Like we are talking about, I think it was yesterday about like, if another family came and lived with you, mm-hmm. it's going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a little yeah. while mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we're constantly welcoming new families, so to speak, and came about hopefully. And if we're kind of in a comfortable zone, we're like not experiencing those tensions probably a sign that we're not really welcoming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not a welcoming justice oriented, righteous oriented, you know, Sabbath practicing, you know, uh, instruments of the kingdom of God, we're probably kind of settling into our own divisions, which I think we're completely guilty of, um, especially in West Michigan, where um, where it's really easy to go kind of doing your own thing and hang out with people who are just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm guilty of that. And um, welcoming new people into the kingdom of God um, to cross those boundaries is, is hard work and uncomfortable work. I'm sure and it's something you guys are familiar with going over to england crossing that boundary but also welcoming people who like you were saying uh, yesterday when we were having coffee like there's people who like don't fully get it yet even after nine years of investment mm-hmm. and yeah. there's people who are still enculturing themselves into the kingdom mm-hmm. and there's a discomfort with that like having mm-hmm. to bring people along and probably becomes a little messy or like a little fuzzy like um and not exactly where we want it to be um, mm. and that's just my sense is that's kind of how it is when you're welcoming mm. new people and it's you're developing people and it's uncomfortable but
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's also the right and just god calls us to i think mm. so mm-hmm. yeah thanks for your work guys um anything else you guys want to draw out of that passage i think we're good okay sweet well, thanks, Jeff and Christy. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, may we be instruments of justice and righteousness today. Mm-hmm. And um, go in peace to be people who uh, cross boundaries to welcome the outsider and realize that you are, you were, or are a foreigner who has been welcomed by God's grace, mm-hmm. too. So we extend the same grace that we've re- been received. So thanks, everybody. Go in peace.